Slob Talk Radio. Okay, what's happening, everyone, man? Welcome to the second part of the Gemini series, man. I am your host, Ampu, the urban guru, man, rolling with my partner. This family is Nikki Builder. As Noble said, we are building on the second installment of Gemini today. We felt the need to bring it back for another week because that's just the nature of Gemini. Gemini is complicated and a little bipolar at times. So we gotta we gotta bring it back and dig in a little further with Gemini. But before we do that, let us get some announcements from our sponsor, the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I mean, what I'm gonna do first here, um, man. First, let me plug the prime minister because I know he was family and he's making some moves. Um, you know, listen, y'all. We we sent the email out. If you're not on the email list, you want to go to myastrologycoach.com and then also visit theimaginationguru.com. You can drop your email off on one of those two sites, and we put you on the master list. Um, there's a promo code that you can use called Quantum Promo, all one word, Quantum Promo, because on Sunday the 12th, Abe Lincoln birthday, Gucci Mane birthday, man, um, the Prime Minister, Minister Jew, is doing a webinar at 12 noon Eastern called the Quantum Inauguration of Donald Trump and it's going to physically show you some of the tools that um, Donald Trump used and these alternative facts and things of that nature and how he um, got into the White House despite um, showing himself losing in the polls and things of that nature. So this is going to be a phenomenal online presentation. All right, you get $15 off, but you have to enroll tonight by 11.59 p.m. Eastern, because as soon as it is midnight, technically Saturday morning, that offer is off the table. So you want to go to The Imagination Guru, hit the shop tab, you're going to see webinar, then put in the code quantum promo, all one word, lowercase, quantum promo. It's going to be one of the most profound Donald Trump conversations you're uh, likely to have. And, again, if you listen to us, then I know you get it, so you want to be there, all right? And so also, man, myastrologycoach.com, we got the love fund that's popping. Um, go to the membership tab. This is where we pitch in $13 a month, and we say, listen, at the end of the month, let's cash the pot out, and we divide it amongst four people, and then the next four people on the list get it the next month, you understand? So it's a real simple concept of sharing and giving. So it's the Toel Love Fund. We've been doing this for six years, over damn near close, getting close to 400 bills and been paid within this timeline. Um, so go to myastrologycoach.com, hit up the Toel Love Fund, man, because it's just something to be a part of. It's really great. You know what I mean? It's only 13 bucks a month, all right? And then, um, of course, man, I got something that, that uh, Valentine's Day is coming around next, so people about to get into their love fillings and chocolates and things of that nature, get into their heart space and whatnot. I'm offering something on my astrology coach um, under consultations, which basically one person is free. Um, but I really want to give you this science on uh, love relationships, and I, I just put a new video up that's on that page. So if you go to My Astrology Coach, click on consultations, you'll see Valentine's Day special under consultations. Click on that and just watch the video. I'm, I showed you two 
popular, well-known um, relationships that just recently said they're going to go towards a divorce and break up, Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill, and then T.I. and Tiny, who's actually married and whatnot. And I just showed you some cosmic common denominators. It's like, bam, is this a coincidence that they're going through this and whatnot? So this science is able to help you um, be more proactive and be successful, man. So that, that that's really my... That's really my one of my one of my well, I always call it the cherry on top of the whipped cream type of thing. It's the little final piece of, of the of, of the artwork, the masterpiece. Um, because we gotta get this dynamic inside of love, right? Which to me has everything to do with Gemini, as we talked about last week. So just check out the Valentine's Day special. That offer is being um extended to February the fourteenth, Valentine's Day itself. But get some insight, man. Get get into this cosmic love thing. Understand that you are fire, air, earth, and water is inside of you. Understand that there could be some elements that's out of balance. Understand the personality types with that, man. Fiery people are energetic, boom, 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 move, and air, they complement them. They're real airy and spacey. Water people are more uh, sentimental and, and, and sense more in tune with their feelings and empath, more quiet and reserved. And earth people are a little bit more stable and practical. They're not all spaced out like uh, air signs are, put it on earth for them. Let's go get this paper. You understand what I'm saying? So these energies mingle, and just because you won zodiac sign does not mean, and this is the basis of what we, we, we're doing in this series, does not mean you don't have this other energy somewhere in you, and you do. So just check that out, the Valentine's Day special. And then last but not least for me, man, we in Vegas, March the 18th, priesthood style, Nikki there. I think we're going to actually, the goal is to shoot a show live from Vegas. We may actually, um, do a you know do some video on that so y'all can see it and chime in with us for those that's not there. But um, we in Vegas, man, March the 18th. We having the Imagine Prosperity Workshop. We're gonna be off the chain. Be in there with some very expensive and rare technology. A lot of people don't use. You do not see it being used in consciousness. And if I want to be exact, honestly, for real, for real, only see this stuff in Sedona, spiritual places that you have to go to, or maybe Asheville, places that's known for spirituality. And whatnot, but in the main cities, man, this technology ain't even in there because ain't nobody thinking about the energy field of your body, the stress relaxation level of your body, the the heart, the pulse that's coming from the heart and the brain, and vice versa from the brain going down to the heart, and how to gauge that electrical current, which is your life force energy inside your body. So we're gonna be in there with some technology and showing techniques to use to get in a so-called relaxed state, an amplified state to help you acquire your goals. And then share the techniques that we have done with other people to help them acquire their goals and whatnot. And then the people who there can actually and will be sharing their own um, stories. So we in Vegas, man, $4 million in testimonials, real talk. I'll show you the emails from them, man. You know, y'all y'all know what we do, man. So go to myastrologycoach.com, click on events. Um, you'll see it under workshops and retreats. It's there. You can actually make a deposit. All right, so you can make a deposit and then come back and hit the second deposit, the 50-50 deposit, and you're done. So let's make it happen, man, because you already know what's going to happen when we go to Vegas. You know what I mean? We already got a prosperity bubble that is amazing. So just be a part of that journey, man, and, and, and improve the quality of your life, man. And um, that's it for me. Nick, what you got? Awesome. Um, same as always. Family, if y'all want to catch me on YouTube, you can do so on my page, which is Nikki Builder over there on YouTube, as well as you can catch me doing my day job, which is a fashion designer. I design clothes for the women that make their own rules. 
Catch me at www.nikkid, like David, novacollection.bigcartel.com. Again, that's www.nikkidnovacollection.bigcartel.com. That's what it is, man. So, hey, man. Tell us, man, y'all be, oh, you and Jew, man. I'm just, what? You and you, man. I'm going to wait to my part to talk. But I ain't saying that. Wait, I'm going to cut your mic from you right yeah, now. Let me please, this please mic before do. you. Let's, please do. Let's get, this let's, get this, let's get this show started. So, I, I wanna I wanna start off today just kinda setting the stage, if you will, for today's conversation. Um, if y'all followed us uh last week and was rocking with us, you know that we started out on Gemini, right? So this is installment two of Gemini. And Noble is about ready to talk some shit for me because he wants to say that my Gemini was acting up last week and, you know, I wasn't myself and all of this stuff and you know what? I say I, I'm I'm addicted to some of these Donald Trump alternative facts. I was my full, true, and authentic self last week, um, <laughs> but that's that's that double modality, right? So it's a trip because originally Noble was like, you know, Nick, we got to do two shows for Gemini. I'm like, no, nah, we just need one for, show for Gemini. Let's just knock it out. And then the way they that first show for Gemini unfolded, it was like, okay, yeah, we got we to gotta do a second show. And that's just the nature of this duality that we're dealing with with Gemini. Gemini is the cosmic twins, right? I can speak about twins because I have an identical twin sister, right? And, and in, in setting the stage for this conversation, I've, I've been having so many different conversations throughout the past couple weeks now in dealing with Gemini. And everything has been about this duality, right, this idea that two opposites can be true at the same time. So speaking about, like, me and my twin sister, she and I are simultaneously the same yet very different at the same time. And that's a difficult concept for people to grasp, right? We're we're two people who look just alike, right? And as far as if there's this very um, interesting thing that happens when people see twins, and it's something that I've been able to observe my whole life because people have been fascinated by the fact that there's another person walking around looking like you, right? And so by nature, what people want to do is compare these two, right? People want to compare twins, like who's faster, who's prettier, who's smarter, you know, who there's this comparison that comes into play, right? And and innately in our nature as human beings, we ultimately want them to compete with, with each other. We want one to be better than the other. But the beauty about God and, and this greater spiritual conversation that we're having, I love to say, and, and Noble touched it um, earlier on uh, some some Facebook posts, and talking about that, this idea that ultimately God is is the great contradiction, right? We we live in a space, we live in a reality of duality, male and female, right? Noble mentioned it on the on the post earlier. Women, we have dormant male. Uh, ducks within us, right, that had we made the decision during this embryonic phase, right, when it was time for us to decide whether or not we were going to be male or female, right, we we chose for one to dominate the other, right, and so one of them had to lay dormant, but it's dormant 
good and 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 the active principle bad no they both exist within each other that's that's a very interesting dichotomy that we begin to deal with when we're talking about humanity we live in a world of duality up has to be compared to down and order for us to even understand the two. Hot has to be compared to cold in order for us to have an understanding of the existence of these dualities. And the beauty about God, the beauty about this this no thingness that that we call or, or talk about in this spiritual conversation, God does not choose sides, right? God says, yes, both are possible. Both exist at the same time and neither one is better than the other. So I said I, I wanted to start setting the stage, and really what I wanted to do is kind of just backtrack on some things that I observed throughout the week, right? So in talking about Gemini and talking about this duality, um, one of the one thing that happened, I listened to a very powerful presentation by Minister Jew on Black Magic, where he was discussing the inauguration of Donald Trump, right? Not only is Donald Trump a Gemini, but one of the big sort of controversies, controversy dealing again with Gemini, having to do with Trump is like this whole alternative facts idea, right? And people are having a really difficult time grasping what the implication of these alternative facts are, right? Because as far as most people are concerned, Donald Trump is just lying, right? But if we can get beyond our emotions, right, because we have we have more than one reality as human beings, right? We have this physical existence, right? And many of us have been taught that this physical existence, because it dominates the subtle reality, because it dominates and we can actually experience, taste, touch, and feel, right, this physical existence, well, then the physical existence must be the primary, more dominant, more important existence, but no, 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 that's very, very untrue, right? The unseen, we find out, is the thing that's responsible for the things that we can see, the things we can taste, the things we can touch, the things we can feel, right? So if that's the predecessor, right, we can't get nowhere without the the prerequisite, right? We can't get there yet, right? You can't go to math two without going through math one first, right? They both exist. So we find out that when we get beyond our feelings about and our emotions about whether or not Donald Trump is a good guy, whether or not he's a he's a villain, right, whether or not he's lying through these alternative facts, and as Minister Jew so eloquently laid out, right, our reality, this, this thing, this matrix that we live in, right, it is spitting out at us a simulation. And this thing is very, very, it's delicate, right? This, this, we like to believe that we live in this very solid, very finite, very black and white reality, and that is so untrue, right? The beautiful thing that, that we find out when we can look a little further, when we can get past our emotions about this whole Donald Trump situation, about whether or not he's lying, is we find out that two things can exist at the time, at the same time, right? Because Donald Trump is saying, well, yeah, I'm, I, no, I'm not, I'm not losing in the polls, but all of the math and all the information, the physical reality says otherwise, right? 
But how do we know that the his alternative reality is is what is greater than what the science says, than what the math says, than what the politicians say, right? How do we know that is greater than that? The fact that this man, as as Jew so eloquently demonstrated, is signing executive orders right now. He is in fact the president of this country. In spite of what reality tried to portray. He manipulated that reality through this science. This is science, y'all. So something that should become very clear to us in this idea is, again, God don't take sides, right? God is not concerned with whether or not there's a villain, right, in the White House. God don't care about that. That should be very clear to us right now. But because we're caught up in our emotions, we want God to come and save us from this villain. But is it possible that God is the villain that put him there in the first place, right? Come on, so then we start wondering, well, well, why? Why would God do such a thing, right? And what we have to become very clear about is that here in the reality that we live in, we are, we are here to do a work, right? And that's when our birth charts start to come into play and the questions of what gifts were you sent here with, right? What challenges were you sent here to overcome, right? Because cause we like to give God the credit for, oh, you know, God made, I'm a wonderful cook, you know, I'm a, I'm a great, I'm a fast runner. These are gifts that God gave me. God is responsible for these things, right? But like I, I pointed out about my birth chart, uh, I don't have any earth in my birth chart, Right. So I could say, well, why why did God do me in this way? Why didn't God give me this ability innately, right, at, at least from the perspective of my birth chart, to be able to bring things down to the planet and really manifest, right? I could have gotten stuck there, but instead I said, hmm, if there's a riddle, there must be a solution to this equation. Now let me embark upon the journey of finding out the solution, right? So God is not concerned about whether or not there's a villain in the White House. Your job is to figure out the solution. And what is the solution? There may be one, you know, one, one, one ruler so-called. We have to learn that because reality says one thing, because reality says that there's a president, doesn't necessarily make that completely true to your personal reality. Are you self-governed? I am. So that's what I mean when I say I'm not worried about who's in the White House right now. I'm not concerned about that, right? It, it could be, and people, because we're so caught up in our physical, what physicality tells us to be true, we like to be in this safe space that says, I'm safe right now. There's a, there's a nice guy in the White House right now, right? But the beauty of living in this reality is that oftentimes those conflicts, those, those things serve as impetus for us to become greater. So is it possible that, yes, there is a villain in the White House, and within that same reality, I don't have to demise myself, because I see a lot of people on the social media right now. That's not my president, and, oh, we got to brace ourselves for the next four years for what could potentially happen, and is, 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 is Trump going to send us back to Africa on slave ships, and, and all of this kind of madness, things, again, that 
when we realize we are self-governed, when we realize that God is within all of us, as well as God continues to operate externally around us through the experiences that we receive, we find out that our realities are not dictated completely by our physical sensory. There's a much greater fabric of life called this spiritual realm that we have to deal with and the spiritual reality of who we are as human beings. That, dare I say, is a much greater reality. There's a much greater existence if we can get beyond the hard facts. And Donald Trump proved that to us. He said, yeah, y'all can say I'm losing in the polls, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm still winning. So in reality, we, we should be inspired in a certain way from that, that very same mentality. But we're dealing with Gemini today. We're dealing with the duality. And amongst human beings, there's this idea that says something has to be good, something has to be bad. In order for somebody to win, then somebody has to lose. But have we not yet learned that that is a very dooming reality to live in? Is it possible that two opposing forces can win at the same time? And that's the great riddle that we're here to seek the answer to here at Gemini. Noble, where are you at? I'm sorry, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I just put the phone on mute so it won't be no background noise. Um Wow. Um, but first, hold on. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. For the record, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to correct something on the record here what? earlier. I'm just taking notes. I ain't interrupting, just being diligent. I said no such thing about you in last week. You said that to me. You're such a deflector. No, no, I'm not taking that one. No, no. And, and I will say this, y'all. Um, you got to catch last week's show because I'm speaking in cold, man. But approximately today at 12.36 p.m., Minister Jew called me and gave me another gag order. I am snitching on the gag order squad. All right. Now, with that, let me, let me get into a little piece because I know a lot of you are, are listening um, via some posts that I made, Facebook and Gemini, um, and dealing with this, what we would call um, soulmate things, right? I'm going in a whole other direction, right? But that's the duality of Gemini. Because, you know, it literally is consciousness, which is everything you can think of. A rock, a star, space, a mineral, whatever you can think of. Plastic has atoms in it. That all falls under the domain of Gemini because Gemini represents consciousness, okay? But there's an aspect that I know the twins are longing for, and everyone has a twin, whether it's your right ovary, whether it's your left kidney, or whether it's, you know, a left testicle. It don't matter. You see the duality inside of yourself, right? And then we always, and I don't care if it's the same gender, but there is a natural yearning that we have to, um, to join, to conjoin with someone who you will call that twin soul or that twin mate or that twin flame or soul mate, right? And I think this falls under domain. I know it falls under the domain of Gemini because it takes consciousness one to get to that particular point of wanting to even be with someone else and share. 
And then, again, if you understand the mystic system of Kabbalah, um, the, 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 what we give to Gemini is the twin card or um, what we, we just know it's the lover's card, rather, inside of the tarot system. So um, I made a post and I was talking about um, two things, and I want to get the mathematical form, formula out and then I'll talk about Gemini and the truth and how we need to really be rooted in the expression of consciousness. <clears throat> so I had made a post and I said something along the lines of, yo, your magnetism is the bomb diggy when you can attract a person directly opposite of yours, okay? So here's the diagram that I want you to draw. I ask that you bring a pen and a pencil, uh, or pen and paper, rather. Draw a circle, right? And then I want you to put a dot in the middle of that circle. That dot in the middle of the circle, you can actually write sun, okay? Now, technically what's supposed to happen on that outer circle is you're supposed to have January the 1st all the way around the circle to December 31st. This is a fact because you live in a place that is going in an oblong circle. Fact. You live in a circle, okay? Look at your eyes. Look at, you know, look at certain openings that you have on your body. We see circles, okay? Now, my point was that when you're born, because you, you, you are on Earth. Earth is that circle. In the middle, we said that's the sun. So we're going around the sun. It takes 365 days to do this. So if you're born, let's just say anywhere in the circle, but wherever you're born, you can only see that half of your reality. So let's just say your circle is a wall clock for simple simple purposes. And let's just say you're born at the 9 o'clock position. But the sun is in the middle still, right? It's in the middle. You can't see through the sun. It's an impossibility. This is why when it's a new moon, right, when the sun and moon are together in the sky, you do not see the moon because the light of the sun is too bright. Facts. So where you're at, you cannot necessarily see past the veil of light, okay? You can't see the other side. You can't see 3 o'clock, that side of the solar system, okay? My point being is... Within this circle of 365 days, if the circle for simple math is 360 degrees, that means we have 180 pairs of people, 360 degrees, right? We have 180 pairs. Facts. So my point is that since we're on the earth traveling around the sun, because without that sun we would die, that's a fact, then... The person on the other side of your birthday is the person who is bringing the other half of the orbital track around the solar system or the sun for your existence. Does that make sense, Nick? Yeah, beautiful. Make sense? Beautiful. Okay. All right. All right. So this is when I said, wait a minute, I'm telling you, when you get to a point where you can attract the polar opposite, meaning dead on your birthday, and I had a, two excellent questions. Somebody was like, well, you mean like Pisces and Virgo? I said, yes, but that's just the opposite in zodiac sign. This person must be directly opposite you because guess what? There are 30 different pairs inside of each zodiac sign because there's 30 degrees. You understand what I'm saying? 
So, so, so just for example, you, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. The example of that would be my birthday is July 7th. The direct right. opposite birthday from me on the other side of the sun would be January 7th, correct? Theoretically, right, okay. just like that, six months away, right? Then this is the thing, we don't live in a perfect circle because sometimes we, we, we share. But that, but for simple mathematics, just like that, six months away from me, 180 days, bam, right? Or divide 365 and two and go that far, all right? Now, that's one way, but here's the kicker with the opposition, because the opposition turns into, in astrology, we call it um, conflict, potentially, because there's a fight, there's a standoff. You're facing me, I'm facing you, and it's called what you looking at. I don't like the way you're looking at me. That's what it's called. It's a standoff, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like if you ever had beta fish, the, um, Thailand fighting fish, you put them in a tank and let them see each other, they go crazy, right? So the science is... The person has to be, obviously, uh, in yourself as well, you have to be of a certain level of consciousness. Because if you're not, then this is why you classically hear when you start researching soulmates and twin flames, it's so intense, they come together and they break off and they never really fulfill that union because the energy is too intense. So then it really turns into another round of drama, right? Because you always break up. Un- you don't never know. It's always, you know, it's always this unforeseen event that occurs, and then it's drama because that's why you're breaking up, and then it's something that gets stored, A, in your soul's memory, B, and it gets stored in space as well. So then you mm-hmm. come back for another cycle. You did. So you have to be of a certain caliber so that energy does not turn into conflict. There's a saying in the Kabbalah that says, listen, you can't even warrant a track a soulmate until you yourself have figured out your own mission, i.e. what Nikki was talking about earlier, and within that mission, you are now ready in some shape, form, or fashion to give an offering back to humanity. I don't care if it's clothes. I don't care if it's a foundation to help people overcome sickle cell. I don't care what it is. You have to get to this point of giving. You have to. You got to give. You got You got to. Right. Wow. So then, when you get to that particular um, spot, then you start to attract the other one that's opposite. Now, here's the clause to it, because I just want to give you that as a test and see if you can find that person. I saw one brother that was like, "Man, that's my son," right? And you would see it with your own children when you really start getting into craft. Like some of our children are, without a shadow of a doubt, mirrors, and they have things directly opposite of it as well. But if you can't find a birthday, that's okay because there's other factors involved. For an example, um, let's just say Venus and one person's Venus is right here, another person's sun is right here, and they're directly opposite each other. If you know the nature of the sun, it's a masculine energy. In mythology, it's Apollo, the sun god. This is Ra in Egypt, right? This is, this is masculine energy. Venus is today Aphrodite. It's the goddess. So here's a balance between the male and female principle. But you have to be able to know how to calculate it. I just wanted to give it to you in the, 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 the theory model of it on this particular circle. So there can be on your circle, there, this person, again, may not be your birthday, but they may have a masculine component or a feminine component that is 
directly opposite your birthday, and that calls for a yearning of one another. Check. That makes sense, Nick? Check. Okay, cool. All right. So, and let me clarify for a sister who made a comment because she was like, well, I'm in the 12th house and he in the 6th house. The houses are nothing more than areas of space. So, for example, in the morning when the sun rises, that is technically the 12th house right there. And then uh, about three, four, five hours later, the sun starts to progress towards the south and now moves towards the 11th and 10th house at high noon. So today is still, you know, February the 3rd, or, you know, it's, it's, we're still there, but the position of the sun in the sky is changing as time progresses. That makes sense, Nick? Yes. Okay. So now when you say house position, you're only really referencing the time of day and not the – you can be born at opposite times of the day, but that day itself, February the 3rd, is not opposite your birthday, which may be July the 4th, right, because opposite July 4th is January 4th on average, okay? So be clear about that understanding as well. Now, my last point is because I mentioned um, – what was it, man? What was it? Oh, the truth. <laughs> They don't want me to tell the truth, y'all. They, I know you're talking about they. They are trying to put a gag order on me. I'm telling y'all, it ain't going to work for long. I'm telling y'all now. It ain't going to work. I'm going to blow up. No, listen, y'all got to understand, I live this thing. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so it'll get trapped in my body. You know what I mean? That's why I'm coming out with the next piece because I got to release it. You know what I mean? So anyway, um. I said that, yo, men in Kabbalah teaches us that, you know, we hear the stereotype that, you know, you know, we, you know how it is, man. Men just want to smash and they just want, you know, listen, a man has more of a desire for a soulmate, whether he knows it or not, than a woman does because a man's nature by proxy is to share the light. What do you mean the light? Well, let me get straight into the light because there's a, there's a spiritual concept of light that we just can say is God, which is consciousness, information, helping people, love, sure. But damn it, there's a biological light called millions of sperm cells that's inside of man. And I think that we, you know, Nick, when we had the conversation, I was like, yo, you always see the sacred yoni thing in the jade egg, but you never see nothing for the sacred penis. You get nothing <laughs> in like this world, man. You you get no love, nothing. You just got a you just got a ding dong, nigga. You get nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing, right? So anyway, anyway, the truth of the matter is, men truly seek that opposite polarity. And of course, with the culture, uh, you know, I don't want to blame it on hip hop, but just the culture period of. You know, bees ain't but hoes and, you know, all that kind of stuff and money over bees and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, it takes away from the truth of the matter. And and that's just, I just want y'all to know that it's just not true. And what we got to get to is uh, we got to do something this year for real, for real on this, on this thing, a big relationship form, singles, couples, and really get into this science and really start to apply some of these techniques that we know. I am confident, without a shadow of a doubt, it makes perfect sense, especially if you're into 
uh, if you're just into the elemental, you know, conversation that we're talking about, because there's ways that you can bring balance and homeostasis inside of your union that will allow you to attract more success. It's just an impossibility for men not to want to have a soulmate when the truth of the matter is, you know, he, he wakes up with, you know, uh, let's just be real, uh, an erection, although you got to pee, but, you know, but, and he has to, to a degree, his, his nature is to project light. And sperm ain't nothing more than consciousness, because this is Gemini. I want y'all to really be clear on this. You know what I'm saying? Is is light consciousness traveling on water, which is an oxymoron in itself, because electricity and water don't mix. But when you look at an electrical eel in the water, this thing somehow knows how to shock the hell out of people, and he don't die himself. So you got to really look at the mystery of creation here. So I'll come off of it uh, for right now on that right there. But as men in the Gemini frequency, it is about you evolving your conscious self and then getting to a point where you can recognize and call your twin, your partner, your mate, your identical into your life. All right? Wow. 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 Wow, again, uh, so I, it was a few things that popped up for me, but I, I wanted to take it back to um, this comment that you made about men being the, the physical earth representation, right, right, of the light, right? Men seek to share. Men want to give, right? So if you go back a couple episodes, we, we, we start talking about, um, this this Kabbalistic story of the light and the vessel. So I think I think now is a, a, a good time to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that and bring it into context of what what Noble's talking about. So the man being the, the physical representation of the light and the woman representing the physical manifestation of the vessel, right? There's a, a beautiful story, and y'all, please forgive me if I, I repeat myself. Sometimes I just don't know what I've said on previous shows, and, um, you know, it's still relevant for me to bring it up at the time. So if you pull uh, Karen Berg's book, and I recommend that book to all women, reading that book, book was the first time I really got the concept of a, a healthy concept of what it is that men and women are here to do on the planet, right? So in that book, she shares the story of uh, of the the primordial reality, right? The, the the original light, the original vessel, and Noble talked about men being the physical rep- representation of the light. So they want to share, right? So in Kabbalah, Kabbalah talks about the left pillar and the right pillar, and then there's also a middle pillar. This this harmony, the balancing in between the two. So when I when I make the statement that God is in the middle, I'm talking about that middle pillar. God is not taking sides between his creations, right? Or really, its creations. I don't like to say that. God is a he because God is both. God, see, we got to get comfortable with we got to get comfortable with duality and how dualities can be reconciled. God is the recon- reconciliation between dualities, okay? So the left pillar is the desire to receive, right? It just wants to get that light. It want to collect as much light as it possibly can. 
The right pillar is the light. All it wants to do is give, 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 give. So we live in a society, and this is what Noble was talking about, we live in a society where men have been taught to, not taught, it is in their nature to give off this light, right? He want to give up all the dick. He want to get as much he, he want to get as much as he can, right, to, to give off that light. That's what men are taught in our society. Our men are taught that, you know, the more women he can have, the more things he can do to get more women, you know, then the more of a player he is, right? Well, there is some truth in that because it is his innate desire, his innate quality to be a giver. And what I love in this, in this story that, that uh, Karen Burke shares is this idea that when we look at light, physical light, we're talking about a light bulb, right, we can't actually see that light that's, that's coming out of the light bulb until it has something to bounce off of, right, something to collect it and throw it back to us. That that collector is called the vessel. Whether the thing collecting it is the walls that the light is bouncing off of, light needs something to bounce off of in order for us to perceive it. This is very important when we're talking about this very delicate relationship between man and woman, right? So Kabbalah talks about this idea that if man, if, if his intention, if his innate desire is simply to give, then it, we can take for granted the idea that he is going to run around giving off that light, utter chaos, no sense of direction, until he receives a purpose. That purpose is the light, is the vessel. It is the thing that he is bouncing his light off of, right? Now, as women, we say, well, he's bouncing his light off of too many vessels, right? <laughs> and see, this is the thing about it, that, and, and I love this conversation about Gemini because I, I, I like to look at Gemini as this, this first holy gateway that we get to, and it is going to grant us access to heaven or to hell, right? Why do I say that? Because the next sign is cancer, right? Cancer is home, and we all know after a long day at work, you get home after eight hours, after ten hours of work, whatever that is, you want to get into your sanctuary. And that's what home is, right? Home is the place where all of the things you like are, all of your snacks and your goodies that you like, all of your comforts, your candles and your, your bath salts and your makeup and your clothes and your shoe closet and all of the things that we love are at home. Home is the sanctuary. That is the temple of God, right? I talked about it last week. When we when we look at it from the Hebrew perspective, the woman is the one who lights the Shabbat candle, right? Sabbath is all about bringing down the Shekinah energy. Shekinah is a female manifestation of the God energy. But as far as, as, as Kabbalah, as far as the Hebrew tradition is concerned, the, the physical manifestation of God on earth is female. What does that mean? Ladies, you are the gatekeepers of heaven on earth, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. I still got you, Noble? Yeah, yeah, you there. 
Okay, I think my phone might be trying to die on me. If it does, I'll, I'll call you from my other line. But, ladies, UDK keepers, right? So a lot of times we're wondering, like, why have men been given so much permission to run a fucking muck, right? And I'm not bashing men right now. I'm having a very honest conversation about the reality that we live in as women in the Western society, right? It doesn't matter what society you're talking about. As a whole, we are just now starting to come out of the shadows of a history and a reality that has basically subordinated women to men. Now, this becomes very, oh, I got to call you from this other line. Um, This becomes a very interesting concept when we're talking about, like I said earlier, a lot of us are making a decision between whether or not our physical reality takes precedence over our spiritual, emotional, etheric reality as human beings, right? And a lot of us think, well, you know, my physical reality dominates, so it has to be more important. It has to be more powerful. It's the thing that I can see. No, 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 no. That's not true. Ladies, I want to get back on this point about us being the gatekeepers to heaven. If you are the physical manifestation, the physical representation of the vessel of God manifest on earth, then what that means is you hold the key to what is given permission to exist on this planet. And that might make some of us uncomfortable. What do you mean by that, Nikki? How does that show up in our daily realities? How does that show up in my relationships? Ladies, this is how it shows up. And let's just have a very real conversation. And the brothers do it too, right? Let's, let's, let's get clear about that because men also have feminine energy, feminine principles within and of themselves. So we are not negating any responsibility from men because we all have our personal responsibility at the top of this wheel. We still deal with personal responsibility, okay? But how does that show up in my relationships? Here's how it shows up, ladies. We already talked about the previous sign, Taurus, being the things that we value. The sign before that, Aries, being the sign that deals with our sense of self, right? Each of these gates, each of these astrological signs represent questions or great riddles, cosmic riddles that we have to ultimately answer at each gate. And the crazy thing about it is, right, because I'm using these words like, oh, the great gates, the great cosmic riddle, right? And it sounds like trumpets should be blowing when we get to these gates. That's the, God has a wonderful sense of humor. Let me tell y'all this. It ain't no trumpets blowing when you get to these gates, okay? There's no magical angelic coach that appears to prep you and let you know you're getting ready to come to this this obstacle course and it's time to train you and get you ready for it. The ultimate, the, the real Gemini is begging the question of who you really are. Gemini is the gate of integrity, integration between the things that we say that we believe, the things that we say we hold of value, and the things that we actually do. That's what Gemini is about. And Gemini is asking us not only who are you and what are you about, but what do you genuinely believe 
that you can receive from this great universe, this this great cosmic matrix that we live in, where you genuinely believe that you can receive. And see, what happens for us, ladies, a lot of times is this. We say to ourselves, oh, you know, I... I'm all, you know, I, I love myself, I'm about myself, and I'm a queen, and I'm a, I'm a goddess, and all of these things, right? And then we skip a little bit further to the gate of Gemini, and we find ourselves, you know, uh, with a potential mate, right? Here's an option for you, right? And God is so funny. God will give you some trick questions, like, okay, you said you wanted him to have this kind of job. You said you wanted a mate who was responsible. You said you wanted a mate who was mature. You said you wanted a mate who was all of these different things, right? Now that the opportunity is here, now that the the potential mate has presented itself to you, are you going to get caught up in the physical reality, the physical manifestation of who you think this person is, right? Oh, he looks good. I'm attracted to him, right? I think he might have some good D, right? He got he got money. He would he would he would meet the financial criteria. We're talking about physical stuff, right? He meets all of those criteria. Gemini is the gate. God is so funny. God will be like, all right, I gave you all the surface level stuff you said you wanted. Now here comes the true test. This person doesn't meet your criteria about his, you know, sometimes women, we can judge things and we can say, I want a man who is, you know, present in his children's lives. And then we meet the man of our dreams. He look good. The D might be good. He got some money in his pocket. You know, he talking all that good stuff, right? And everything seems good. We check, 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 right? Nine out of ten, all check. But when it gets to the question of those 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 deeper agreements that we make, those things that we claim that we want, right, that might be the one thing that's off. And God will be like, you still want it? And we, as women, as men too, men do it too, because men a lot of times are led by their carnal desire. Women too, and we're all guilty of it. And then that great gate of Gemini will say, well, okay, you got everything else you asked for, um, except he is an absentee father. Like, he ain't shit as a daddy, right? And as women, we can think to ourselves, oh, well, you know, we can work on that, or me and my magic pussy are going to change that. When me and him have a baby, he's going to change it. He's going to be different. Do not be fooled. This is the gate. This is a riddle of Gemini. What do you claim to stand for? What do you claim to actually be about? And here's the test. Are you really about it? It's time to really prove it, right? See, because a lot of times we get caught up in this idea and thinking that, oh, because I don't proclaim my contradictions on the outside because, right, because Gemini is dealing with integrity, who you are, what nobody is looking. And we think that because nobody else knows, then it's okay. I can slide through the gate. Ain't nobody tripping. You know, ain't nobody noticed, you know, that little, that little slip over there. Didn't nobody notice that? No, Right. We're the ones that are driving the wheel, right? It is our perception. So when we begin to contradict ourselves and our expectations, what we do is we once we agree to the con- once we agree to the conflict, once we agree to 
yeah, he meet all the other criteria except he ain't shit as a daddy. Well, guess what? That one thing is going to be the thing that sets the tone for what it is that you now have to experience through the relationship, right? It, it, it now, so later on after the, 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 all the fun and the 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 mysticism and the and the great, you know, because it tastes so good in the beginning. We love it, right? But after all of that is over, and we have to really ask ourselves the questions of who it is who it is that I've agreed to come into a relationship with. Now we're talking about the substance of it. Now we've entered into the gates of heaven or hell. That's the decision we make here at Gemini, right? So as women, we're wondering, like, why he ain't, you know, why he ain't taking care of the baby, right? Why he ain't doing this? Why he ain't doing that? The real question we need to be asking, and we got to stop deflecting. We don't need to be asking questions about his integrity because you already got the answers about that. It's now your own integrity and the, and the agreements that you made at Gemini to say, oh, I'll let him slide on that, that has set the tone and the dynamic for the rest of the conversation, for the rest of the relationship. Now you have to be confronted with the mirror of the agreement that you made. you got to look yourself in the mirror, and that's what happens here at Gemini. Where you at, Noble? And I'm going to call you on this other line. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do this, do this, because um, I, I know how the merger should be. Hang up on that one and first right. and then oh, call me. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay. We go to a little break real fast. Go ahead. Um, wow, man. If you're listening online, definitely call in as we get towards the end. 818-369-0368. Uh, visit uh, TheImaginationGuru.com and join the mailing list. Hold on, let me see if we can do this merger. Okay. Are right, you there? I'm here. We back Okay, on. cool. Yeah, so go to TheImaginationGuru.com, join the mailing list. Like I said, man, the Prime Minister has a webinar on the quantum inauguration of Donald Trump that is coming up um, Sunday the 12th at 12 noon Eastern. Use promo code Quantum promo, all right, and you get $15 off, but that's today only at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. It's back up to the regular price of 45 all right, but definitely come through quantum promo as a thank you to uh, all of you, all right. Um, wow, man, that, that was a good – I want to touch. I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, just, just quickly a couple of oh, yeah, 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 uh, before it before it cut off on me. So, so here's the point that I'm making about about Gemini, y'all. Gemini is ultimately, and and I had the epiphany earlier in the week. I was like, yo, that's it. Gemini is my eye. Gemini mm-hmm. is is the scale that your heart will be weighed on when it's time to transcend to that next level, right? Regardless of what the next level is, we right? So, so right, the tree, right? Let's get back into the Bible. That tree is talking about the, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Noble posed the question last week, right? Do, do we have to be integrated? Is it absolutely necessary, right? And that's the same question we ask. Well, why didn't Eve and Adam die after they bit the apple, right? Because... The the serpent told them they would surely die, and, you know, God, that's what God said, they would surely die, right? Mm-hmm. 
we're not talking about a physical death here. We're talking about the decision we make about whether or not to go to heaven or to go to hell. And in this physical, carnal manifestation or reality as human beings, right, we're talking about getting into the next gate of cancer, right? Are we building a sanctuary at home, right? And, and we've talked about it on previous episodes, right? The Kabbalists say that if there is not peace in your home, if your home is not a sanctuary, God does not dwell there. Don't. Like, don't, and they don't care about your feelings about it. It's just the straight truth. It's the straight facts. Facts. Do God dwell there? And see, I'm going to throw it out there, ladies. That's a question we have to learn to ask. We got to ask that question of the men that we're interested in because we're talking about relationships now, right? We got to really ask that question. Well, does God dwell in your home, brother? <laughs> right? Because that is going to give you some serious cues about what it is that you're inviting into your life, sister. Like, straight up. Is he coming out of hell? Because if he's coming out of hell, you best believe he's going to bring some of it with us. And I'm not saying it's good or bad, Right? Because, and that's the beauty of the reality that we live in. We need the conflict. We need the challenge to bring us into greater reality, realities, realizations of ourselves. We need that. We need the impetus. So it's not bad. It's actually good. When we get out of our emotions, when we get out of our feelings. So, again, we Gemini. This is the this is my eye. This is the weighing of your heart on the scales. Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? And I'm talking about decisions that we make every day. I'm not talking about at the end of this this physical life. That's not what I'm talking about. In every moment, in every way, in every decision that we make, we are choosing life or death. You know, the five percenters talk about it all the time. You know, the, 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 the 85% deaf, dumb, and blind, right? Even though most of them really only got 5% of the understanding to keep it totally funky with you. But that's the point. Is there a contradiction between what you claim to believe, who you claim that you are, who you say that you are? I'm not a goddess. I'm a god. We're the original people of the planet Earth. We're the creator. Then why are you living in hell? There's a problem with your math, and and there's no way around that. And we like to get caught up in the emotion of it. But but bump that again. God don't take sides. God don't take sides. God is God is in the middle, and God is there to to really beg the question: What you really about? You about that action? You want some heaven or you want some hell? And neither one is a wrong decision, right? Because we saw Adam and Eve didn't actually die after they bit that apple, but they did fall. They did fall into another reality that created some friction. So neither one is a right or wrong answer. It's really just the question is what you about? You about that heaven or you about that hell? A lot of us is about that hell. I'm sorry, I sold the mic number. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. No, man. Listen, listen, man. 
Um, the book that Nick is referring to, to y'all, is called God Wears Lipstick. All right. That's the book, right? That's the one you're coming from, right? That's the book. Oh, I didn't even right. finish the name because right, right, that's my Gemini right. acting up, y'all. I'm sorry. No, no, that's all good. I got you. God wears lipstick. Um, so, wow, man, you just said a lot. Then I got some notes here, man. Um, let me start. Let's just let me start with my notes. Is that uh, when you mentioned the integration, right, and Gemini being these, it's, it's Gemini is because I can hear people too. Oh, my God, is Libra on the scale? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. But but another portion of my yacht is this Gemini portion, if you want to be anatomically correct, is in your lungs, where the real magic takes place. And I'll talk about that in a few. But the integration aspect, because me and Nick was having this conversation, going back and forth for a minute, we were dealing with this um, all things in moderation and balance, which is totally understandable. But I want you guys to think about um, um, sometimes we use that as a safety net, as an excuse to keep smoking cigarettes when you really have a desire to stop. And then you would say, well, I'll just do it in moderation. You know what I mean? So I want to be real careful with that particular aspect because I'm going to tell you something. When you get into the, when you really understand the diagram of the solar system place that we live in, the furthest extreme is Pluto which really a key word for it is extreme. And I was I was looking at the tree of life and I'm like, you know, on one aspect, um, God exists in the middle in the middle of the tree. And if you understand the diagram of the tree of life, when you add up the numbers of the planetary spheres, because it's ten energies, you know, you and when you add up the numbers in the middle it equal twenty six, which is the sacred name of the creator. And I say, Here it go again to go God cleverly existing between the male-female energies or what I call electricity bouncing or existing between the negative and positive poles on your car battery, right? And then, mm-hmm. but I'm looking and I said, but what makes the Michael Jordans of the world, what makes the Floyd Mayweathers of the world, do they know balance or do they go to the extreme? In this case, I'm going I'm to I'm redefine balance as dabbling in your laziness because Gemini has, as I'm going to tell you something about the Gemini energy, it has an aspect of confusion and too much energy that it just turns into nothing, no output. Mm -hmm. And if you're not Mm -hmm. careful with it, it turns freaking psychotic, very psychotic. Again, uh, my homie Dave Campbell, who do work for police departments uh, in Phoenix with astrology, you know, like, hey, what's the wackiest one out there? He's like, man, I'm thinking the Scorpio. I'm telling you, telling you it's Gemini. Then, then in my own case study, as I started to grow, I started to see that. Like, oh, yeah, I see why. You know what I mean? So the, here, here's the key. Here's the key. And we may even get to some questions, Nick, if you want to, if we have time. Um, here's the key. Oh, oh, before I get into that, two things, two things. Because you talked about we needed that conflict. Listen, <laughs> we do, but, man, I'm going to tell you something. Man, that's dangerous. You got to get away from that. You, I'm listening. you want to get away from the, when, you know, some of us purposely like to wait to the deadline because we like that pressure. But I'm, I'm going to tell you <laughs> that's dangerous because you're working with a stress. This is the key to that psychology, Nick. Stress turns you on. Yeah. And, and, and that's nasty. Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right, right. Like, Stress turns you on. 
the pure yes. joy of getting yes. a goal accomplished, especially if it's one of those, let's just call it an entrepreneurial goal. It's a goal that you, it's something that you desire and not necessarily something that you have to do, like, oh, I got to wait till, you know, I'm going to wait till the shut-off notice come and pay my bill. Like, that's different, right? <laughs> but if it's an entrepreneurial goal and stress turns you on to get it done, you're a psychopath. I'm telling you, you are addicted <laughs> to stress, and you don't even know it. You got to get out of that. I'm telling you. Oh, you can't know. You can't know that you're addicted to it, though. Oh, yeah, you can't know it, and, and, and still love it, too, right? So you got to get out of that because that, that, that's Cain. That, 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 that's the one that says, I'm going to try to kill your dreams, and I'm going to try to kill you by my, but with your own thoughts as soon as I mm-hmm. get the chance to. I'm going to keep dumping you with stress chemicals. So you got to really, really watch that aspect of your own consciousness, because that's what we're talking about with Gemini, all right? <clears throat> so this Adam and Eve, though, and I, I'm going to come off with this. You know, that's just interesting because I had wrote this piece, and I remember Bobby Hemmett had a, a video out there that had talked about what if, basically, what if the devil was God and God was the devil? And I was mm-hmm. looking inside of the story, and I said, this is how I know folks don't read because when you look at that story of Genesis that you was just uh, getting into, man, Adam and Eve did not die. In fact, in fact, it almost appears as if the God in the story told a lie because mm-hmm. he said you would die and you didn't, right? Mm-hmm. And then the serpent says, you ain't going to die. God, he just don't want you to eat of the tree because when you do, you're going to open your eyes and you're going to see just like God. Now, I'm about to get in my street mm-hmm. gospel tone because this is how I teach people in the street about the scripture. So, so when you look at that story, she eats of the fruit and her eyes became open. She noticed she was naked. Adam was naked. God strolling through the forest. Adam, Eve, as if he don't know what the hell going on because I thought he was all wise and all knowing anyway. But anyway... He's like, oh, Adam, where you at? And he's like, oh, man, my bad. I was hiding because I'm naked. My thing got Who told you you was naked? Again, God acts like he don't know nothing, right? And he's like, who told you you naked? Well, the woman told me that you, you know, the woman told me. Woman, why did you tell him that? Because the serpent told me and I ate of the tree. And then we go through this dialogue. But it was something very interesting and two things. The serpent didn't lie. He said, your eyes will become open like God, and they did. But here's my point on this, and this is where you got to see past the veil because we're dealing with Gemini and duality. God walked off, and he said, now the man has become like one of us. Two questions. Mm. One, who are you talking to, nigga? On. One. Two, what do you mean my eyes became open and I see I can see like you? Now the serpent told the truth again. He said, your eyes will become open and you'll see like God. Her eyes became open, and God walked off and mumbled to some of his comrades who we don't know, and he said, the man's eyes have become open, and now he can see just like us. You became God. So what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story inside of that is you have to understand duality. See, in that case, that's how I know you're not even reading because the devil ain't tell a story in that case. But the author is priming you to get your brain ready to crisscross your logic. In other words, I want you all to write this term down. It's called corpus colossum, C-O-R-P-U-S, corpus colossum, C-A-L-L-O-S-U-M. It is the bridge in your brain 
that connects the left and right hemisphere. That's you. That's the middle pillar. Hmm. That is God in the middle right there. Okay? Hmm. So I wanted to give you all that story because the game is for you to see past the realm of duality. And that's why today I said, you know what, bump it. Let me go ahead and put it out there and talk about the male ducks and the female ducks. And we have both of them actually for real, for real, when you understand embryogenesis. Just in case you're just now tuning on, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm saying in the womb, around the fourth week, you start to develop what's called woofian ducks. fat. These will later become testicles if you become a man. And then at week five, you start to develop malarian ducts, which later, if you would become a woman, would turn into fallopian tubes and ovaries. So my point is, since you come from your mama and your daddy, you mm-hmm. start to roll with these two ducks inside of you. Then you make a decision around week 10 and say, you know what, I'm about to manifest myself as a man. And then the other duck, the opposite duck, goes dormant, although it is there. Your twin self is there. You got to understand that. You got you to gotta really, really embrace the fact that, listen, for men, you come from your mama, and you have a female quality that's hidden inside of you called, uh, now it's called, and look it up, it's called masculina vagina, also known as, what is it? The, um, 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 they got a new term for it, but if you just Google masculina vagina, that's what it is. And then for women, understand that you come by the gateway of your father, so you have something now known as the skin gland or also known as the female prostate. Understand mm-hmm. that. So the duality of Cain and Abel is all inside of your genetics, man. It is yeah. all inside of your genetics. But here's the key and the balance because we got to get to a point evolution where we bring that idea of heaven on earth by connecting with whoever it is of like minds that represent the same thing you represent to bring that utopia in your reality. And it can be done. Mm-hmm. And if you're using this science because you're here, stick with us because it's going to get done. So what you want to do, Nick? You want to close? You want to take a call or two? Or what you want to do? Um, I definitely think it's a good idea to take some some questions today. I, I'm just kind of skimming through my notes right now at the moment to to see if it's it's anything that I missed. I mean, you know, we've been we've been dealing with Gemini for the past couple of weeks now, and and like I said earlier in the show, Gemini is Gemini is complicated, right? It's it's this very multi layered, complicated, maybe sometimes bipolar part of ourselves. And again, we all have some Gemini quality in us. My moon is in Gemini. So I'm I'm very much uh I, I have some very uh prominent <laughs> Gemini quality for sure. Um <laughs> my Mercury is a trick, the way I communicate. You know, it's funny, I was thinking about a conversation with a friend. It was a couple conversations that I just wanted to touch on briefly, but Again, with with Gemini dealing with communication, we have to realize the way that we communicate is also of a dual nature, right? We have our spoken communication, right, our verbal communication, the way we verbally uh, express, right? And then the other modality of that is our body language, right? And body language, if, if you're in tune enough, body language will tell you a whole lot more 
right? Uh, the, the body will tell a whole mi- lot more than the mouth will, right? And so my friend was like, you know, and, and we, we've known each other for some time and, and, and know each other very personally. And he was like, you know, your, the majority of your communication is nonverbal, right? And that's a little weird for me because, if you know me and, like, you've heard me speak before, it's like, what could she possibly else have to say than what's already all of this shit coming out of her mouth, right? And there's, again, there's there's this dual existence that we have, right? There's our physical, our carnal manifestation as human beings, but that is just the avatar. That's all it is. And what and Noble spoke earlier about it. He said, you know, our our heart is emitting a vibration, right? And that's that's really what I was talking about when I said, you know, we think that we can secretly believe something or secretly subscribe to an idea, right? And that because we haven't told anybody else about it, it's not gonna show up in our realities, right? But that emission, that vibration that you admit from your heart, that shit don't lie, right? I, I kept seeing this meme that post, people were posting on social media, and it was something to the effect of, you know, never in history have real people had such a difficult time connecting with other real people. And my thing was this every time I see it, maybe you ain't as real as you think you are. Maybe you are not as genuine as you think you are. If your experience continues to be conflict, trauma, drama, bad matches, then you can, you can rest assured that it is not the other people that is the problem because guess what? You are the common denominator. Your math is off. And there ain't no way around that, Right? And, and, and that's the thing about it. And so, you know, like I said, my, my homeboy, he was like, a lot of your communication is nonverbal. Well, that's also typically the way that I listen. Yes, I'm listening when people talk to me and say stuff out of their mouth. But what I'm also listening to is what your spirit is telling me, right? And that's a quality that I have that a lot of people don't really like. If you hiding something and you trying to talk to me, right, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I might not ask you the question, right? But there is a, ooh, 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 I'm glad I kept talking and I say, I'm glad I got here, right? Again, I, I, I was talking to my sisters about this. Cancer is, is, is heaven or hell on earth. And ladies, we are the gateway. We, we are the gatekeepers. We're the gatekeepers of that, right? And so what I was saying is this, yes, we can say, oh, I, I believe in this concept, I believe in this idea, but what is really emitting from your heart is your true subscription, your true self, your true and genuine ideas. So like I said earlier, if you are attracting drama, trauma, if m- many of your experiences seem to be contradictory to what you are saying out of your mouth that you desire, you know your math is off. And if you, if we ladies are the gate, if we are the gatekeepers, it becomes very difficult for us 
to begin asking the questions at the end of the day, like, you know, well, why, you know, how come my maid is, is this way or how come we have so much conflict? How come we have so much drama? How come we don't seem to be in harmony? Well, that means that the gatekeeper let somebody through the gate that wasn't worthy. And we just got to we gotta be real with that. And even talking outside of relationships, when we're, we're just talking about ourselves and our manifestation of what we desire in this life, right, we have to get comfortable and, and very clear about the fact we can't serve two masters, right? We, we've got to get in some sense of balance, harmony, and order about who is really in charge, Right? And our existence is more than just the physical, right? So many of us are living out this reality where we put our physical bodies in charge, right? Matter is over mind. That is a problem. The, the, the true, the real, the, the harmonious order of that series is mind over matter. It's the unseen because that's the predecessor. So, again, Gemini is the gate that's asking, what do you want? What do you really, really want? Not just on the surface level, but at the heart space. At the heart level, what are you really asking of me? What are you asking of the universe? Because I'm going to give it to you. That's all, the, that's all God wants to do is give us what we want. When we see conflict arise, that's when we got to really take inventory of what it is that we're asking for. Because if we are in conflict within ourselves, if we are in trauma and drama and we are existing from that space and we are affirming that space, then that's what we get more of. You can't say that you're about harmonious relationships, you're about love, you're about attracting your soulmate, you about, you know, extreme compatibility, and all you watch on TV all day is extreme uncompatibility. You got to see it to achieve it, period. So I think we should take some questions, Noble. Yeah, man. Hold on, I, I got a thought note that I didn't hit on. The, um, the closeout aspect of the, the portion of Gemini that's in you, the lungs um, do not get enough love and enough props because <clears throat> without air you die, and, I mean, you die very fast. We can go water, we can go food, we can go without light from the sun, eight minutes and we out, but uh, try cutting that air off, it's, it's a wrap. There's a magical process that takes place within the body with Gemini, and it is literally the life force consciousness that keeps us alive by being able to exchange what we call low oxygen blood and get rich oxygen blood into the body. And so the Gemini inside of you is simply connecting with your lungs, um, taking, that's why they tell you, in, in all the Chinese martial arts and even Japanese martial arts, even when you said breathe, here you need to breathe, even when you're having a baby, breathe, the breath, it's the breath of life is, is what we're talking about. This is the spirit right here. So the empowerment aspect is really simple. It's all about you just simply being calm, um, you relaxing yourself and taking relaxed breaths at a, whatever your pace is, and you do it every night. It's called I'm tired and I'm going to bed. 
and your breathing pattern change, and then consciously you go under, and then your soul, then the fest starts to have a journey, which we get into in different dimensions of this, um, you know, as we progress through the will and whatnot. So whether you want to fill your lungs up with gold light, pink light, or love, take this time out to just say, you know what, I'm taking this moment and I'm going to take some fresh breath for myself. And we call it wusa, right? So when you go on vacation or you just want to get that freshness, that's what literally recharges you is the lungs and the Gemini quality. All right? So do that. Um, anybody, if you got a question before we get out of here, man, go ahead and hit the one. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, press one. If you got a question, we got somebody. Let me see. Follow from the five one zero three eight six. What's happening? Hey, what's up? This is Denise. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up, Denise? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Well, okay. Um. Wow, I'm 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 so glad that I got on today because I I was really dealing with this today this morning, and I was um. Well, we glad you I got on job. too. Yeah, I needed it <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, so I'm doing all of my all of my work right, and <clears throat> the first thing that came to mind was like, okay, so if I'm dealing with that conflict that's not all the time but but it it comes up because I am like really being conscious about being on my throat and everything and my husband is not right as just he's not but so and then we have you know two little ones right and today I just lost it because I'm like just frustrated with um just, you know, needing the help on, you know, I'm going to work out. I got to take them to school, get them dressed, you know, all these different things. So in that in that moment, is the breath what's going to help me? Mm. <clears throat> ahead, that's a question? That's a, yeah, that's a question. Is the breath going to help you in the moment? Yeah. Because I tried that. Okay. Okay. Well, how did that work for you? Uh, it didn't work because um, I mean it worked for a second until he started talking some more, and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just being real, you know, and I'm just like, man, are you serious right now? You yeah. worried about food, and I'm like. Then went to the gym and got them dressed and got them food and you know what I mean. So <laughs> I'm I'm laughing I'm laughing Denise for for a couple of reasons and I I hear you as a as a mother right and a simple answer to your your surface question is yes absolutely if you are able to because the the breathing in that moment is a distraction right. You're you're cutting off whatever the trajectory was, right? And oftentimes, because the programming is, all right, it's time to pop off, right? You ain't acting right, pop off time, right? That's the programming. That's the trajectory, right? But if you can catch yourself in that moment to do, you know, maybe you've already assigned yourself a specific breathing technique for moments like that. If you have the capacity in that moment to catch yourself, right, 
and you said, yeah, it worked for a minute until he started talking some more. Stay with that, Denise. Stay with that. Because, yes, you are now working on reprogramming yourself, right, because you're saying, okay, I'm conscious enough to catch myself in this moment and say, all right, boom, I need to breathe right now, right? But, and it's working a little bit, it's kind of stopping me from the trajectory, it's putting up a detour, detour for me, but he keep on talking and now it's, 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 it's a problem again. I'm getting upset. Ego is the one that wants to step in and say, nah, you ain't really about this life, Denise. Like, you faking, right? Because you was only on the breathing for a minute, but he kept on talking and you still mad, so you ain't really about that. That's ego, right? The the challenge here is reprogramming self, right? Saying, okay, I'm not going to ride that wave of anger and react like I normally do. I'm going to at least catch myself for a moment and see if this breath works. And even if it doesn't work through the whole series of events, at least I was able to catch myself in the moment. And the next time it happens, you catch yourself for a little longer, and you do a little better, a little better, a little better each time. That's your surface question, Denise. What it also sounds like, and again, I, 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 I'm, I listen with other parts of myself in my ears, what I hear you also touching on a little bit and speaking to, right, because you were like, well, yo, like I'm on my journey. He's not exactly on his journey. And, is, you know, the question seems to be, or at least probably the question that pops up in other people's minds, well, is that a good match? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing, right? And we can't really say just from surface level stuff. Just because conflict exists, it does not mean that you are not with, your soulmate, right? Let's let's be very clear about that. But then the other question that pops up is if, and I'm speaking hypothetically here, Denise, and I'm I'm moving away from your specific situation because what you're speaking to right now is the experience of every other woman around you, I'm certain. And and I can hear myself in you speaking, right? And I've said it on, on other shows before, right? Sometimes when we find ourselves in these conflicted spaces in our relationships, our relationships are simply there to serve as mirrors for us, right? Right? Sometimes when you look in the mirror and you done beat your face and to the gods, right? Right? Eyebrows on sleep, everything is flawless, right? And then you look in the mirror and you're like, ooh, but it's a little, it's a little hole right there in my eyebrow. I need to hit that a little bit more, right? Sometimes the reflection is not perfect, Sometimes the reflection is not necessarily exactly what we want to see. However, thank God we looked in the mirror before we walked out of the house and had a, a, a blind spot in the eyebrow that we didn't get to touch because we didn't get to see it, right? So oftentimes our relationships are there to serve as a mirror to show us what's missing. Okay, Denise, yeah, you, 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 you got a husband and y'all have children together, and he's a man, Okay, and, and let's make sure, you know, he, he provides for the family. He does what he's supposed to do as a man. What else, though, Denise? Right? And sometimes the relationship is there to serve to say, you know what, when I, when I was originally thinking about my ideal mate, I forgot to ask for somebody who believes in, in equal roles in the house, if that's what we want, right? I forgot to ask for somebody who would help me cook dinner. I forgot to ask for somebody who also felt like it was their equal job to, 
to rear the children as much as it was mine. And, and I'm projecting on you a little bit here. Again, I'm, I'm speaking from a general space of the, the conversations that I have with women, the conversations I myself am, you know, having with other women about things that I noticed not until I got into a relationship like, oh, okay, I got these things, check, check, check. But then come to find out these were also the things that I, I forgot to ask for or I didn't even think to ask for. So sometimes that mirror, Denise, is there also to show you what you forgot to ask for. Does that answer your question? Wait, hold on. I had put her on mute when you started talking because her phone was echoing. Hold on, let me bring her back. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That that was definitely the the under question for sure. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I heard. I heard. I heard you correctly. You heard that. <laughs> yep. You can. You can. I know. And honestly, I, you know, and yeah, I'm listening. No, I was just gonna say, and 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 I'll be, and I'm thinking that in the moment that it's going on, I'm I'm thinking that it's like, damn, why you can't be like, you know? And then I'm like, well, I maybe, and I made a list of stuff I wanted, and I was, you know, in my space with myself, but yeah, I didn't put that on the list. Okay, so but now, it was, how do I get, how do I, how do I get that, how do I get that <laughs> without breaking up my family? Beautiful you know person. what I mean? Beautiful question. That's a beautiful question, Denise. And see, now we let's let's get real, real here today. And we I don't want to leave the fellas out today, though, and just be speaking from my my feminine perspective. And I love this question that you asked, Denise. And it's very brave of you to ask it because sometimes we don't really want to expose ourselves. Like, oh, my relationship ain't exactly, you know, perfect, and ain't exactly what I thought it was gonna be. That's growth right there. That's that's what we're here for. We're here to answer the question of what more do you want, right? The universe is here to answer that question. Whatever you want, it wants to give it to you straight up. Sometimes we don't know to ask the question, okay? So from my own experience, Denise, I hear you. That's why I was able to hear your question without you asking it. I hear you. Now we come into a space of asking ourselves, do I want to receive it in this particular union? And Noble touched on it. He didn't even get on it in the show, actually, but he touched on it in some posts earlier. There's this question, right, when we're talking about our mates and we're talking about, am I with my soulmate, right? And this question of, and Kabbalah talks about it beautifully, is it a soulmate? Or is it a correction mate, right? What's a correction mate? A correction mate is the one that's here to show you the void, period, okay? The soulmate is the one that it, that has, that's a union that has purpose. It also has some aspects of extreme compatibility there, okay? And, again, not, not projecting on, you know, Denise didn't tell us she was in a horrible relationship. That's not what I'm saying. Again, I'm speaking generally, conversations that women have amongst women, right? So now you have to ask yourself, do I want to receive that fulfillment in this union? And if the answer is yes, now we start talking about this quantum imagination stuff, right? And and the beauty, ladies, and and I, I was veering off, that was my Gemini acting up, y'all, please forgive me. 
we are the gatekeepers of heaven here on earth. We are the gatekeepers. Receive it, accept it, know it to be true, okay? With that said, right, now we have to ask ourselves, do I trust myself as a woman, right? That's Aries. The self-love versus the selfish love. Am I present with myself? Am I present with who I am? Am I present with what my needs are? Right? Next gate, what do I value? What's important to me? And now here, here's where you have to start asking yourself some, some serious questions. Do I require my mate to be on the same spiritual path that I am? Does he have to be there at the same time that I am? Is that a requirement for me, right? And maybe you didn't even think about it before. And generally that's the reason it pops up in the mirror because it's a void. It's a question that the universe is like, the, the universe, think of the universe as your own personal assistant. Well, what do you need? That's all it wants to know. What do you need? What do you want? Let me go get it for you, Right? And oftentimes because we've been trained in this reality that the physical, the carnal is more powerful, it's stronger, it's greater than the subtle, right? And that's what, that's what the feminine aspect represents. We are the, represent, the representation of the subtle energy. And that shit, ladies, that shit is powerful, full of power. Don't get it twisted. Yes. The boys might be stronger physically, but, baby, once you get into that spiritual, etheric realm, whoo, that, that is a power beyond anything. It, it, it is difficult for us to grasp in our intellectual minds, ladies. So now as the, as the gatekeepers, we have to trust and know that within that space, thou art protected, right? In this society, often, oftentimes it begs of us, start acting like the boys. Do what the boys do, right? He cheat on you, you cheat on him, right? He, he goes out and get, you know, hella pussy, you need to go out and be getting and be on it, Right? That's what our society tells us right now. I can do anything a man can do, right? But it's actually a delusion. That is actually a trick. Yes, that is true. No, you will not die if you cross through that gate. Yes, you can do what the boys do. Is it a good idea? Necessarily. But the reason we often, as women, have this desire to dabble with that question, that question is because innately, in our, at our core as women, we're not certain that this 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 subtle energy is is really riding for us, right? This invisible energy called God. We're not really sure that it's riding for us. But when you can lean into that and you can know it, right? And we have to have the experiences to prove and to reprogram ourselves and show us this thing is way more powerful than what's going going down here on earth, right? And if we can trust that we're protected in that, now we can say to ourselves, okay, let me find out, is this something I want to receive in this union? And we can use that, those quantum techniques to say, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining me and my partner hugging each other, smiling, and I'm, I'm just pouring pink light or gold light into that. There are so many techniques that you can use 
to to see the manifestation of that. Now the question is simply, do you actually want to see it? Because that that subtle energy that Noble talked about it on the last show, and and I, sometimes I'd be embarrassed because I'm I myself am not a hundred percent certain of it. But my second goal in the, the Imagination Guru's uh, um, um, subscription was I wanted to I wanted to heal my daughter's eczema. That was April of 2016. She has not had an eczema outbreak since then. And me and Noble was talking about it the other day. I was like, I didn't do nothing, Noble. Like, that's why I'm not really sure about it. I don't really talk about it that much. I didn't do anything. And that's the thing that we have to really grasp, especially as women. We are the ambassadors of that shit. We are the ambassadors of this subtle energy that is so powerful, it is beyond our grasp about how powerful it really is. I didn't put special magical creams on my daughter to get rid of her eczema. I simply imagined her in a state of wellness and and used my imagination to pour some pink, loving, healing energy light onto my daughter. And I am telling y'all, nine months later, no eczema in sight. And that is our power as women. We are the ambassadors of the subtle energy. So now the question, and I know I'm being repetitive here, but I want to make sure we really get it because it's hard to grasp that idea. I struggle with it myself, but I've seen the evidence of it. I've seen it. Have not had an eczema outbreak with my child in nine months now. That is, she's already broken records. She broke records six months ago, Okay. And somehow I'm still I'm still fighting with that. I'm still trying to figure out is it real? But we gotta really be able to lean into and trust and grasp that subtle invisible energy. That shit is way more powerful than what we can see. So to answer your question, Denise, how do you how do you get that without breaking up your family? Do you want it in that union? And if you do Minister Jew got the technique for you all day, all day long. But if you don't want it, be clear, be present, be honest about it. Because if you are not, it still it will show up. It will show up as conflict in your relationship. It will. Even if it's the quiet thing that you think, oh, I'm just not going to say nothing. I'm going to just sit here and just you know, let time fly by and I'll just ride it out for the kids. Don't be silly. For sure it's going to show up. So, again, and thank you for asking that question, Denise. This is this is the epitome of that gate. Gemini is the crossroads. What decision are you making here? What's your goal? And have you integrated what you say you want versus what you actually do advocate and go after. What's your target? Are you aiming for your target or are you busy distracting and aiming for some other shit? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Listen, bro. <laughs> um, man, look, look, look. Um, from the masculine aspect, and I'm, I'm going to tell you all from experience, and call it from the 202 unit. We see you just stay right there. Uh, if you got a question, press one, but call it from the 202-427. You're going to be next. Um, sit on that, Denise. 
ponder it, really, really get some clarity on it, or from the men and, and, and women as well. I'm going to tell you all something about this journey in consciousness because ego, this is what ego loves to dwell, and I have been um, a witness of my own ego. Uh, real talk, uh, my my first and only to, to date marriage, I totally destroyed that. Uh, I don't want to call it ish. But I destroyed it based off of my own ego. When you get into this journey of consciousness, of course, there's a natural longing that you want a partner to journey with you. I think that's natural. But it's kind of like when we come up with information, and you know, Nick, when you come through the 5% school, and the sense, I didn't come through that school, but I came from the Nation of Islam. It's one of my first schools. The first thing you want to do is go find anybody that's believing in the Bible, and you want to go crush a poison book, brother. Sister, European mindset, getting your hair cut. You go through all this thing where you want to attack, 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 attack if they do not subscribe to your ideology, right? Now, there's a very thin line here, and I mean it's super thinner. It's thinner than a love and hate line here because, again, (laughs) there's a side that you want to have companionship and what I call extreme compatibility. You desire that. We all do. Right, and I always say it like this: You didn't get married and have kids because you was gonna become spiritual in the future with the decision to say, "Oh shit, I'm breaking up now because you're not supporting me." That that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the game. You see what I'm saying? So, as Kabbalah puts it, in a sense that we do have karmic mates are the ones that are here to help you correct yourself, right? And that's the kind of union I was in. It was all about correction. And coming into information, and it, and it amazes me, like how Nick is in amazement with the subtle energy, and I call myself a yin dragon because I can get in the zone, not even trying to get in the zone. And You know, we go to these places, these spiritual places, you take pictures of me, there's external lights around me because I've been, I've been studying for years, and I do my thing and do what I do, but in those moments, I'm not physically trying to turn on a violent flame or anything like that. Honest to God, I'm not. It just, it just happens. And I'm be amazed, like, yo, I didn't do nothing, which is really the God sense, because as we were discussing, me and Nick was discussing, when you get to the tree of life, at the very top of it, above the tree, it talks about nothingness. Then you got to get to that point where it's just totally empty. So it felt like you did nothing, but you did everything. And when you're empty, that's when you allow the light or the water to be poured into you. When it's full and you think you know it all already, you ain't got no room. So, again, it's a very thin line in this, in this, in this aspect of relationships. Um, and you have to be extremely patient. You have to be way more than honest. I mean way more than honest. And you can't, you just can't duck it and you have to put it on a table. Now, um, but men, I'm going to tell you something, because with the feminine energy, like, I, I love it, and I'm majority masculine. I got fire and air all over the place. But I understand my balance is Sedona. My balance is water. My balance is earth and mountains and rocks and, and putting my feet in lakes and streams and stuff. That, that's my balance, because naturally, when I'm, you know, when I'm in my own time, I'm a creator. Let's go. Let's get this radio show. Let's let's just travel. Let's do this event. I'm, I'm a mover. So my, I know what my balance is. You have to get in the mode of, I didn't get sexy to me until I learned how to start cooking. 
and, and putting dishes together and, and, and getting and really enjoying. And, and see, and Kabbalah says it so cleverly. It, it talks about the only way that you really get to the soulmate union and you get to a place of eternal happiness because, like Nick said, God in the universe wants to give, give, give. The way that you get there is you have to truly, and I mean truly, enjoy the process of serving others. And this reminds me of it was an old, old, super old European couple, white couple. And when I say old, they was old. And then they was like, what's the secret to y'all marriage? And you know what they said, Nick? They said, well, we made an agreement to play a game every single day. To see who can please the other the best. I said, damn it, man. Wow. Look how cold that is. Every day we have the conscious awareness and agreement that I am going to serve you. In a sense, I'm not saying wait on you hand and foot, but my job is to make sure that I'm aware of you and to please you to the best of my ability and vice versa. And this is the ancient Kabbalistic secret of getting into this realm of serving. But let me give it to you straight. If you can have an honest conversation with your husband or which you aspire to grow and where you're going, and I would love for you to be my partner and go on this path with me because this is a please journey with me. However you got to put it, have that conversation because the moment out of my own immaturity where I felt like, and this is me, well, I felt like I didn't have that connection, and I call it the infamous fork in a row, like a Y. I went left, and they was on the other side. Then that allowed me to start jumping the fence and start engaging in other what we would call extramarital affairs because I felt like I wasn't yoked. And the only thing I had to do was say, listen, this is a journey we're in. Okay, let me break it off so I don't have to come more with that. But it all played out perfectly because it's all on time because I had to see my own my own ish, what we call in Kabbalah, we call it shells or the cliffotic force. I had to I had mm-hmm. to see my own energy and negativity of creating pain in somebody else's life, which in return, who took the same pill that you just spoke of and said, you know what, you know what, oh, okay, because some women do that. Oh, what, you fucking, I'm out, I'm about to go fuck something. And do it, and did it. So then I had to experience that. You understand what I'm saying? I had to experience that. Like, oh, okay, she went out and she slept with somebody else too. And Okay, cool. You know, so then as men, it's a certain way you got to deal with that, but I'm a different kind of guy. So I ain't going to even get into my old days, but I'm a different kind of guy. I can kind of deal with that. But um, my point being, have that honest conversation. And where you at? Because I'm going to tell you, and see, what I get into in the inner peace course that's way down the line because you got to go through understanding the power of the mind, understanding the heart, knowing thyself to the best of your ability. And then we start to progress into these love unions. Is nothing more powerful because Gemini's breath and the twins coming together than two people simply just sitting down and aligning their breaths together. I mean, you ain't got to think about nothing. You ain't got to say shit. You can just say, listen, let's just breathe in and out together for two minutes. And then when we finish, we get up and give each other a hug and go on about our business. That's real synchronization. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you have to get on those particular points. And for my brothers out there, 
man, listen, because I know we sometimes, I come from the Flintstone generation, Jack. I'm going to go get this bread, and I need you here to take care of these kids. Get them dressed, because you're about to go work. You better get these kids dressed. I'm paying for everything around here. I'm about to go to work. What you talking about get them dressed? Because you're about to go work out, and you spending some time reading books. I totally understand that concept, <laughs> but it's bogus. And I'm going to tell you as a man, it's nothing better when you start to embrace what you quote-unquote will call feminine responsibilities. I'm not saying do your daughter's hair because I'm not good at that, but I enjoy trying, and I just enjoy I just enjoy working on my quote-unquote weaknesses because usually we don't do those things because we're not good in those areas. That's just a fact, and that's yeah. how you start to bring balance to your own self. But um, that was a good Embrace deal. Embrace the yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me see. Uh, caller from the two zero two four two seven. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, you might have you might already answered my question, but what I was going to ask you, um, like I'm a Taurus, and I know I'm um, I know this. I always attract Capricorns, so I have a situation where this lady that I met. Um, we just hit it off right away. Like my, I used to see her, and my spirit was like, "It's something about her." So one day I approached her, asked her out, and we clicked automatically. So it felt like we know each other for years. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out should I just go ahead and slow walk it and see, go with the flow and see how it goes. Because I mean, I let my intentions be known. I let her know that I'm attracted to you. I would like to pursue, but I'm willing to slow walk it. But now is that? A future soulmate, or is that my karmic mate, or you know how should I play that mm. situation in terms? Because I know exactly what you said. You said be honest, and I'm, I'm, you know, I do all of that. That's why it was so amazing. Everything you explained, I'm like, wow, like that's everything I've been doing. But you know, I don't want to push too, you know, too hard because I don't want to turn her away because she just got a relationship like three, four months ago. So I'm like, all right, I'm willing to let you get over that, and you know, we go out, we hang out. And have a good time, but what's funny is he well, you got, you got yeah, yeah. Because most of the time, you, you right know, here. so I just answer my own question, huh? You can go ahead though. So just go because um, most of the time, and the reason why I'm asking because most females in this microwave society is like if you don't push hard enough, they think. You know, you're not attracted to them. You don't want them. But then, like, me and her, we don't talk on the phone every day. We may talk once or twice a week, may go out every other week. But it's like we hit it off so well. To me, it's not necessary for us to talk every day. You know, being a boy, I let her know how I feel, so just take it from there. But, again, of course, when you're dating, I don't know. She could be going out with other guys, so it's like that competition. So it's like, well, do I lose out? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, do I put harder? So what's the what's the approach? You know, because I know what I want. I know what I want, but you know. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You answered your own question. You answered you answered it already, right? And again, integrity is who you are in moments of discomfort and or when nobody is looking, right? So, yes, the competition of the idea that she may be seeing somebody else, that's discomfort that comes into play, right? But at the end of the day, beautiful, it was, your question is a beautiful illustration of the gates of Gemini, right? At the end of the day, you've got to get, it, get out of your feelings and complete the evaluation, period. I don't care how good she looks. 
I don't care how much money he got, sisters. I don't care how much passion you feel in between the two of you. Complete the investigation. Because if you don't, this this is the investigation is the weighing of your heart on the skills of my eye. And and Life Noble said yes. And when I when the thought was coming out, and I was saying, and I said, you know what, people are going to say that Maat is Libra, and that would be accurate because Libra is the skill. But see, we got more, we got other constellations on the wheel that also represent duality. This thing called duality right. is very complex. It is right. We got Gemini, which represents duality. That's the first duality. That's the first, that is the main gate. That's the first one. Then you got Libra. But you also got Pisces, right? Libra and Gemini are both air signs. But then you got Pisces. Noble said it the other day. We was talking about it. I brought up the idea. He said, yeah, yeah, you're right, Nate. Pisces is the Gemini of the water sign. So, so. I don't mean to detract from the point. You ask the question, do I move slow or do I just, you know, negate the need for, no, you don't ever negate the need for slowing down. Finish your investigation because she might meet all of the surface criteria, right? And obviously you've been there, done that before, right? All of the women that you've dated in the past have met the surface criteria, the true test is, do you have the wherewithal to complete the evaluation? Does she meet the other criteria? Period. Like, it, there's, no, there's never an excuse for bypassing, straight up. There's never an excuse for bypassing the criteria. There's never an excuse for bypassing the investigation. Finish that shit. Like, ain't no other answer to that. What you got, Noble? Um. Wow, man. Listen, bro. One, we can't tell just based off of a person's sign. It, it takes it takes somebody to know how to read it, and that's what I'm saying. We offer that over on My Astrology Coach. In fact, it's a, we do, I'm doing a special for Valentine's Day so people can really understand the nature of their relationship and they self. you got to understand your own self-karma because you got your own conflicts. Like Nick was talking about earlier, she don't have no earth energy. So, you know, therefore, she can have her own inner conflicts with, you know, being too spacey in her little world, drawing and making clothes and stuff, and then she may not be taking care of some practical things that need to get taken care of, right? Like doing the book that has to be done, right? Right? Okay. So, yes, absolutely. So, so, so what happens is we got to understand self. So go to my astrology coach, man. Take, take advantage of this offer that I'm giving. Just go to consultations and check out the Valentine's Day special so we can really go in detail. But let me give you some game on the generality. The element is the same, and we're working. That right there, this is why it's so easy for you. Notice the key word you used was easy in a sense. Why? Because Taurus is an earth sign, the first earth sign of the zodiac, and Capricorn is the last earth sign of the zodiac. So when People are signs that represent the same element. Generally speaking, this is an easy connection on how you relate in this world and obviously how you relate to one another. But there's other factors. And I mean a whole bunch of other factors, not a whole, whole bunch, but just some other factors to take in consideration to understand the laws of compatibility. But go to uh, my astrology coach, bro, when you can. Go to consultations and get the uh, Valentine's Day special. 
also, um, you know, something I wanted to build on 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 on, on with that. Um, snap is totally slipping me. But we got four minutes of airtime. I know what I did want to say to Nick. Nick, give them some insight on the upcoming balancing and then the email. So if y'all do have general questions and stuff, we got an email address that's set up just specifically for you all so we can take care of you. All right? Go ahead, Nick. Yes, absolutely. So y'all can hit us at thezodiaclovers at gmail.com with questions, um, if it was something, you know, we didn't touch on the show or started to touch it, didn't finish it, please absolutely email us there, and we will be certain to um, respond to your questions. Uh, the balancing program. So that's that's something that I'm working on right now, family, and it's going to be um, available probably next week to y'all. And, and what this is is dealing with this concept of, of elemental balancing, right? So like I said, I have a lot of fire, water, and air in my chart, absolutely no earth whatsoever. And I said that one of the, the remedies that I found to this, this, this obstacle, this issue, right, the solution to that for me has been learning to uh, – delve into some earth qualities in my life. So one of the things, one of the first things that I did that has been profound in my life is developing my green thumb. I started taking care of plants, right? And plants, you got to water them at a certain time. You got to be able to understand how they communicate, right? This plant looks like this when it needs some water. This plant starts to droop a little when it needs some water, right? And to be able to watch like, there's this one plant, like, honestly, sometimes, not sometimes, often, I'll let it, like, get damn near dry so I can see it droop over, and then when I put the water in there, watch it actually come back to life. It is an incredible demonstration of the beauty of of, of this matrix that we live in, in this world that we live in. Another one of my strategies has been to, especially on a business level, is to work with earth signs. I need earth in my chart. That earth is the thing that allows me to anchor my ideas and bring them down and manifest them on the planet. And a concept that I had a lot of trouble with before I realized that I needed to figure out, first of all, before I realized that I had the issue in the first place, and then second of all, to begin delving into, okay, what is the solution here? And Noble talked about it earlier. We're all sent, we're all sent down here with a, a set of obstacles. Do not get stuck in the idea that those obstacles are your doom, right? If we can learn to embrace challenges, obstacles, and really view them for what they are, which is an opportunity for us to become greater, simply by, by challenging our minds to conceive of something more, to conceive beyond the boundaries, right? That's what challenges really are. And if we can really receive that, accept that, then we, we give ourselves permission to step into our greater selves. We give permission to our greater selves to come into existence and really come down onto the planet because now we're starting to deal with that. We're starting to contemplate the possibility that maybe, just maybe, I'm greater than my limitations. Maybe those limitations exist as an impetus. I love that word. For me to strive to think bigger, 
Jupiter, that's my shit. That is my planet, the planet of expansion and abundance. Oftentimes we are challenged to expand ourselves beyond our limitations. When we really step outside of our comfort zone, that's when life begins. So the balancing, the balancing program is really about, first of all, asking what are your challenges? What are the challenges you were sent here with? Does it have to do with the earth element, the air element, the fire element, whatever? and figuring out how it is that we can balance that. And once we do that, once we really grasp that, that's when we can then begin to improve the quality of our lives. And, and that's what we all want. We all want better lives. So if we about it, go get the information that will allow you to then do it. You, you, if you're really about it, you got to do it. That's what we're talking about here in Gemini. Not just the words that are coming out of your mouth, but the actions you take, the decisions you make. If you're about improving your life, do the things necessary to improve it. Be about it. Let that be your goal. Don't get distracted. So, yeah, the balancing program, y'all will hear some more about that um, next week when we, when we deal with my house, cancer. Next week we're dealing with, with cancer, so that's episode four. So y'all will hear more about the balancing program then. Absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Mark y'all calendars again. Uh, go to theimaginationguru.com. If we ain't got your email address, drop it off over there, man. Tonight, Friday, which is the 3rd of February, right now at 11.59 p.m. Eastern is the shutoff time for the coupon code. Use this coupon for this webinar um, called Quantum Promo. Quantum promo, get fifteen dollars off. It expires tonight at eleven fifty-nine. All right, so that is for the quantum inauguration of Donald Trump, a lecture given by the Prime Minister, live webinar that you'll be able to see and hear. So go to theimaginationguru.com, make it happen. I'm at myastrologycoach.com and go to the consultation page, man, and get up on. Um, Nick could be in on this too, man, because it, it got to be balanced. So get up on that Valentine's Day special, all right, because that offer expires on Valentine's Day. And, um, Nick, let them know where to reach you at, man, and we out. Again, family, y'all can find me on YouTube. Um, my page is Nikki Builder over there. And if y'all are interested in finding out what I do in my day job, www.nickydnovacollection.bitcartel.com. And, again, um, I hope that we've provoked some questions. We love the feedback. We love answering questions. So please be sure to hit me and Noble up at thezodiaclovers at gmail.com. Yeah, we see you all next week. Peace. Peace.